Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you. Wow. What an amazing time we're going to have today. Last week was radical. We were in Revelation 14. And 13 was even good too, man. When he talked about the sand of the sea. And he said, I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Listen. We talked about the, the horns, man. We talked about the, the actual... Uh, you know, the sea represents the nations and the kingdoms and the, and the actual kingdoms. The first one was the Babylon Empire. And then it replaced, it was replaced by the Medo-Persian Empire. And then the first was like, it says, a lion. And the second was like a bear. Listen, Persia was the empire that would actually destroy Babylon Empire. And then the third would be the Cretan Empire. And so that would be the actual leopard that would conquer the Medo-Persian Empire. And so we stop there and you say, wow, that's amazing. But really it gets more crazier because we go into number four. It's we have the Roman Empire and that would conquer over the Cretan Empire. And you see, here's the thing. Rome was never conquered. Okay, it wasn't really conquered. It was disintegrated over time. And the Bible says that it will be there will be a giant revival of the Roman Empire soon. And you'll see uh, we can see how the uh, how it's working out. But check this out. And so there'll be a revival of the Roman of of the Roman government again. And it'll combine the nations who once made up the Roman Empire. And so you can see how the European nation came together in the last days. It's, you know, the Bible says that there'll be a one world government. There'll be a uh, one world order, a new order. And we will have a European empire come together. I see it. And these are the last days. The EU federated together. They have been. And that's the little horn that Daniel, you could see. And the little horn in Daniel came out of which will destroy three of its kings. So, but he'll receive power over the kingdom and power over the earth. Listen to this, man. Revelation, then we go to Revelation 13, where it says, verse one, the seven heads. You can see how the seven heads are the mountains and the hills that that Rome, it represents the seven hills. Remember, Rome was the actual seven hills and the 10 horns is the 10 kings who will reign over with the with the Antichrist. And so we see the beast and we see the leopard, uh, you know, that basically that went over the Christian empire. But the feet were like bear, the, the feet like bear was the Medo-Persian empire. And so the mouth is like a lion, which is the Babylon empire. And so it combines the, it, it combines these empires and it mixes them up. And basically the dragon is the one that gives that gave the power we talked about in the last sermon, and we see how uh, you know how the four great beasts came out of the sea, and 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 one, and they were like uh, from another nation, four different nations, and we see that the four different nations, we see that, and the uh, ten horns and the little horns, and we see we're recapping on the four kings of the earth. And the teeth, they were like iron, brass, broken. You remember that. And so then we had the three and a half years in Revelation chapter 12. 
uh, verse 3, where the dragon, Satan, you know, and uh, we, we talked about that. Listen, God bless you guys. I'm excited, man. Look, we're living in the radical times, man. <laughs> and we're in Revelation, but we see even through Revelation 17, the seven heads, we see the ten horns, the Antichrist, the beast, the seven heads, the seven mountains, the seven kings, seven kings have fallen, I mean five fallen, and the ten horns, and yes, uh, it's the identity. We're seeing the, the enemy, Satan, rise up to gather the elect for his uh, satanic ways, and the beast from the earth, we, we saw the beast from the earth, we saw the actual, uh, you know, Re Revelation 14, we've seen, you know, what's going on with the 144, how the 144 is important in the end, and John is on the island of Patmos, he was chased away, they try to cook him in oil and burn him, and and destroy him and now we're back in his revelation he's seeing this radical end times that relate today and people can't see it because they're spiritually blind lord jesus we come before you we thank you for this time father we ask that you bless this time in your name jesus amen listen the seven angels with the seven plagues in revelation 15 is the prelude to the bowl of judgments listen we're coming on to the end now where we see when he said, then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them the wrath of God is complete. It's amazing because Revelation 14 seems to describe this consummation of all things, ending with the fury of the battle of Armageddon. But now John's gonna go back to describe God's judgment in more detail. And this is what we see. The, this idea here is, is basically stating and, and restating in a more detail. And, and basically, it's more common with prophecy, okay? And with the Hebrew literature. And that's why if you go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 and 7, and Genesis 2 and 8, you'll see. Because this is what's going on. Believers, listen to me. Satan's running out of time right now and he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your walk. He wants to destroy your relationship with Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you happy. He doesn't want you to be what God has called you to be. He wants to destroy this nation. He wants to destroy anything that isn't of him. He wants to destroy it. Satan is on a prowl. He never sleeps and neither does Jesus Christ. But we have God, our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach. Listen, believers, God is in love with you. And you have to know that he sent his only begotten son to die for you. This is the key. A relationship, not religion. A lot of people don't understand Revelation. They think that it's some kind of violent, scary time. It's not. It's a love letter. Because Jesus Christ left his love letter. His, he wrote to, he sent the angels to John on the island of Patmos to notify the end in the end that these books would be left for the end so that us believers, us followers of Christ will know the end and the times and the seasons for the reasons of Jesus Christ's return. Believers, we don't have to worry about tomorrow and get on fear porn. 
we have to understand that Jesus Christ is in control of our destiny, no matter what. We don't have to worry about bombs, missiles, planes, this and that. We just have to stand in the Holy Spirit, stand fast in the Lord, and wait for his return. But be occupied. Occupy your time for Christ. Be out, be about his business and, and, and make sure that you're out there and you're talking about the Lord. And I believe Revelation, it's, you know, not, it's not in chronological order because Christ doesn't want us to know the time or the reason or the season when he's going to return. He says like a thief in the night for those who are sleeping. He doesn't want us to be comfortable. And I know that you're thinking, wow, are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Jesus doesn't want us to be comfortable sitting down all day and watching TV, eating popcorn. He wants us to be out there giving his word out freely. And he wants us to know that that we have hope. There's hope, okay? And then you may think to yourself, well, God's gonna be coming back soon. What's he gonna do? He's gonna be mad, angry, wrath. He, we're going to see the wrath of God complete. And, and I mean, we're going to be raptured before that. But the ancient Greek for, the ancient word for Greek is thymos. And Revelation talks about the actual wrath of God. There's, there's two words for wrath and the, and the, it's, it's anger. It's, a, it's, I talked about this. God is going to, punish Satan and his and Satan's followers. Amen. Let's, let's, let's read this. Chapter 15, Revelation. Then I saw another sign in heaven. Great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues. For in them, the wrath of God is complete. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God in the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints, who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name. For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgment have been manifested. After these things, I looked and behold the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony. Listen to this. Of the testimony in, in, in heaven was opened. And out of the temple, check this out, man. And out of the temple came the seven angels having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen and having their chest girded with golden bands. You know, you're probably thinking, this is crazy, but listen to this, man. Listen to this. Verse 7 says, Then one of the far living creatures came to the seven angels, seven golden bowls, full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. God's going to send these plagues, man. Before Christ returns. And they're going to be clothed in, in pure linen. And 
Their garments signify purity and righteousness. And the angels are representatives of spotless justice. Because it's it's not poetic justice. It's not our justice. It's Jesus Christ's revenge on the devil. Jesus Christ hates sin. He loves the sinner. But we believers have to understand that we need we need to be excited about the glory of God. <laughs> and 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 we need to understand that the smoke signifies God's uh, resolve to act in judgment. It's an expression of his character and authority because judgment is for him. But if you go back and you look at the sea of glass, you can see in verse check this out believers get your bibles you can see where it talks about, look at the sea of glass. Check it out. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image and over the mark and over the number of his, na- of his name. Standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God, they sing the song of Moses. Believers, we have to understand that the sea of glass, I believe, is a place of worship before the throne of God. Here it's seen, mingled with fire. It's basically a sign of God's judgment. The, the fire is going to show that the wrath of God acting in judgment has reached its zenith. And the sea of glass is serving over the Lord's victories and, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's all over. I had a dream of it. And the song of Moses is Exodus 15, 1 through 18. When Israel celebrated its deliverance from Egypt, the bondage from, from Pharaoh's army, it was the bondage and this is what we see today. Believers cannot be bondage to sin. We cannot be a, a, a bonding to sin. We need to abound and abide in Jesus Christ and the love that he has for us. We have to understand that he loves us and, and we need to love others and pray for others. We're going to suffer. The Bible calls us to suffer, it says. We are living in the last days. The tribulation means to suffer. And we see it. God's coming back. He's going to avenge the blood of the martyrs and the saints that are, that are being persecuted. He's going to attack Satan. Jesus Christ is going to fight our battle. We don't got to fight anything. Vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. He says it. Listen, believers, understand that God is in love with you. And he doesn't want you to get revenge on anybody. He wants to love you where you are and take care of your battle. He doesn't want you to. He wants you to get on your knees and fight for, for, for non-believers. Get on your knees and pray. This is the time and, and we're drawing near to the end where God is now. Judgment is coming. We see the judgments. We see the signs. Oh, we talked about this in Revelation. We talked about the... Uh, the, the wheat and the oil. We see, 
Look at what's going on in Russia right now. We see the, the war, Ukraine. We see the cleansing of the people. It's sad. We see the, 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 just the nastiest sin we could ever, ever endure. We have victory over the beast, believers. These are the faithful ones. They're, they're, they are the tribulation martyrs described in Revelation 7. They are those who survived the tribulation as much as we can discern any sort of chronology from Revelation. It's difficult, but we know that the bowl of judgments are waiting and that they're, and therefore, even though the Antichrist kills them, they have victory over the beast. They are not losers. The, the, the early church, uh, had victory. And we need to stand on the glass of hope. Believers, I had a dream that I was standing on the glass in heaven, looking down at the beautiful water, looking at the the, 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 the sky was so beautiful and the sun was so illuminating, I couldn't even see it, the light. And the light was so beautiful, it lighted up the whole place. And I was like, Wow! And the light was the glory of God, bro. It was amazing. And I looked up and I said, all the glory to you, Jesus, because I don't deserve any. And we don't. This world is a test, believers. This world is a test of the emergency broadcast system, man. The harps of God are in heaven. You know, these the tribulation martyrs are given the blessing of worshiping, worshiping God with the music in heaven. They were beaten, bruised, and, and persecuted for Jesus, and they still sung to Him and glorified Him. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. Listen, and the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, in the glory of your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. Wow. I'm excited, aren't you? I don't want to just walk around the neighborhood going, Oh, I have Jesus in my life. I want to be a light. I want to be happy. And only Christ can bring happiness. He can only fill your void, all you non-believers that are listening to this. Because God is faithful. And he wants us to worship him. And we don't got to worry because we're going to be raptured. Then the angels are going to drop the seven plagues. <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> That's what it says, man. Don't shoot the messenger. And, you know, this is what God's saying. He's going he's gonna to handle his business. We don't have to worry about anybody. And how dare us when we backslide and think that we can hurt others because we can't even do anything like that. That's not of God. Believers, stand fast in the Holy Spirit. Stand. Don't let the devil destroy you don't let them plant thoughts in your mind you know don't ever i've seen this movie where, where where i don't know who it was he was on the island man his fedex airplane crashed or whatever it was and he was talking to a coconut i forgot his name i don't know and he went crazy don't let the devil make you crazy
He's a liar. Jesus loves you. Get into the Word. Read the Word. People have so many problems, but they don't get into the Word. They get into the computer. They watch the Super Bowl. They get into the TV. They, they celebrate things that they want to celebrate, but they don't read the Bible. They're sleeping. Wake up. Wake up, man. I'm here to rattle your cage to wake you up. Jesus Christ is coming back, man. You don't want to sleep when he comes back. Well, that's never going to happen, Pastor. Oh, well, <laughs> okay, well, we're all going to die. You might just sleep all the way till you die. And then you're judged. Look back at Jesus Christ's warning, man. Coming as a thief. Believers, be vigilant because the unexpected timing of his return might hit you like a thief in the night for you non-believers. Matthew 24, read it. Verse 43 to 44. <laughs> that can't happen to me. Oh, you just drove 50 miles an hour and a diesel truck ran you over. Well, I didn't think about that. Huh? It's like when you build your house. You build it on solid foundation. Christ says, build your foundation on me. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but yet loses his soul? Or what will a man exchange for his soul? We're talking about the end times and we're talking about Babylon. We're talking about spiritual Babylon. We're talking about who is Babylon. What, what is it, how does it relate today to make God so upset where he's going to come back? Well, he's coming. You know, I don't like to preach about, you know, tickle my ear message, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I see Peter out there. You know, I'll pray for you. Man, let's get into the word. Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways. His ways are not our ways. Believers, when you want something, don't pray for something you want. Pray for something that Jesus Christ wants you to have. And trust in him and know that he's going to be there for you and that he's working something around you to get his work done in your life. Because he's holy. He's worthy. He knows what you want. The sea of glass is a place of worship before the throne of God. And it should be a place of worship every day until we go home. And, you know, it's mingled with fire now. In this chapter, it's mingled because God's judgment, the wrath of God, has reached its zenith. And that's where we're at. We've gone from pay phones to cell phones. We've gone from cell phones to things that your mind would never, ever comprehend. Oh, believers, believe me. And we have a lobster in a pot of water and it's slowly cooking. And people don't know how to get out of this pot. Well, it's getting hot. It's getting real hot in this pot. And America needs to understand that Jesus Christ is the only way. Here we see the temple opening up. 
in verse 6, And out of the temple came the seven angels, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, and having their chests girded with golden bands. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God. That's it. They said, here you go. He unleashed it. He hit the alarm button. (laughs) Chirp, chirp. And they came over, and the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one was able to enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. It's it's showtime. It's it's the second trumpet. The we see uh, in the end, Angel Gabriel, I believe, is going to blow that trumpet, and I think the wrath of God is going to pour out on everyone except for us believers who are really saved, and the uh, angels are going to come down, and they are going to. Take care of business. The judgments are going to happen. God is going to have the uh, his day. Those who follow the devil, the beast, all those people who are not for Christ will be judged. And they uh, have given their, God has given them a chance to repent. And God always gives people chances to repent. Christ is still our God and he want, and he's going to return and we have to be ready for his return. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this chapter, Father. Oh, what a radical chapter it is. Lord, we know, Father, that the bowl of judgments that we're going to talk about next week in 16, Father, the first bowls and the uh, second bowls, third bowls, etc., Father, are going to be dark and painful. But Lord, we know that we will be raptured, and we know that you, Father, will bless us. Because bless you, Father, it says, Blessed as I am coming as a thief, blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walks walk naked and they see his shame father we thank you lord jesus for growing in his word and we thank you for what you've done on the cross in jesus name amen god bless you guys and listen next week we're going to talk about chapter 16 revelation we're going to talk about the judgments the bowls we're going to see these fifth bowls the fourth bowls we're going to see the bowls we're going to see it all happen man we're going to see euphrates how it dries up we're going to see by the way, Euphrates is in Iraq. We're going to see the fifth bowls, the fourth bowls, the second bowls, the third bowls, the first bowls. We're going to see it, man. We're going to see the, uh, tr- the the power of Christ. And we're going to see how the seventh bowl of the earth is utterly shaken. And we're going to basically see my chapter, which is uh, 17. The best chapter in the whole Bible I love. The mystery of Babylon. And I want, I'm so excited, man. Next week is going to be so radical. <laughs> I cannot wait. I am so excited to talk about this. God bless you guys and have a wonderful week. And remember, Jesus Christ loves you, man. And he's got a beautiful plan for you. Don't worry about anything. Happy 4th of July, man. And remember, Jesus Christ loves you guys, man. And so do I. God bless you guys. And thank you for growing in his word.